Welcome back to another edition of the Educational AD Podcast. We couldn't do this without the incredible support of our sponsors, and we want to start by saying thank you to all of them. First, thanks to our diamond sponsor, Varsity Brands, including BSN, Varsity Spirit, and Herf Jones. Varsity Brands, elevating student experiences in sport, spirit, and achievement. We also want to thank our platinum sponsors, Ephesus Lighting, innovating a brighter future at every level. Gilman Gear, always a step ahead. Camp Mobile, where teams communicate better. Hometown Ticketing, simple and easy online ticketing. And Vital Signs, bring student achievements to life. Thanks to all of our great sponsors. Welcome back everyone to the Educational AD Podcast. Our guest today is a national leader, Amanda Waters. She's a certified athletic administrator and she's the athletic director at Matter Day High School in Santa Ana. Amanda, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Look forward uh, to it. And we're, we're excited to have you. Well, as you know, the, the life of an athletic director is very busy, uh, especially these days. So we're going to jump right into it. Uh, we always like to let our listeners learn a little bit about our guests. So tell us about yourself, where you grew up, where you went to school and college, and, and how your love of sports uh, led to uh, maybe that first teaching and coaching job. You know, um, I'm originally from Maine. That's where I grew up. Um, about as far away as possible from California. <laughs> um, I played basketball and softball in college at Husson University. That's in Bangor, Maine. Oh, yeah. um, had an amazing basketball coach, amazing coaches in general, but um, I, I had an amazing basketball coach who kind of changed my life a little. And without her, I probably wouldn't have gone down the sports path. Um, she was so motivating and, and just a fantastic person. And she's still there, which is fantastic too. <laughs> Um, so I have two children, 11 and 13. Um, we just moved from Carlsbad. I was at Carlsbad high school, their AD for um, six years. And I got the opportunity to come to modern day. And, uh, the first interview question they asked was, what do I know about modern day? And I said, I know that I don't want to play you. That's what I know. <laughs> so <Good answer. laughs> for me, it was like, if I, if I don't want to play you, I want to work there. So, um, so yeah, that's, that's pretty much the, the gist of me. Okay. Well, um, starting out, you know, as a teacher coach, you know, what was the transition for you uh, into administration? Yeah, you know, I coached basketball for a long time. I coached softball as well. I loved the kids and I loved being around it. I felt like in an administrator role that I would have a bigger impact. Maybe I could explain to those coaches the why of why they do it. You know, and I think sometimes coaches forget after years of doing the same thing, why did I actually get into coaching? And they kind of forget that sometimes. So reminding them of the, why do you coach? You know, why do you want to lead these young people is a big question. Uh, and so I think from an administrative standpoint that I bring that to the table and um, can affect more programs than just my own. You know, you already talked about this. Um, in our business, uh, leadership and mentorship is so key. You mentioned your college coach. Who have been some of the other mentors that, as you go through your day, 
you can still hear their voice. Uh, you can still hear their uh, instructions and encouragements. Yeah, you know, I think probably my dad was one of the biggest. I lost him in 2013 to cancer, um, but he would love all this. Like if he was here, he'd be, he'd be all excited. Um, I got inducted into my college hall of fame and my basketball coach inducted me. He would have loved that. Uh, you know, and then you look at the big ones. You know, I've met Tom Izzo a few times. I've met Jim Beheim a few times. Um, they're extremely motivating. And, um, and then you have the people that you see all the time, like in the San Diego section, Jerry Schneep, uh, John Labeda were big for me. Uh, they were people I could lean on. And all of the ADs in North County Conference, I mean, just good people, you know, and which has helped me here because I built some of those relationships. And I know some of the people in Orange County due to those relationships. So, you know, for me, it's, I think you take a good thing from everybody, you know, like, you may have a certain one person you always go to to ask questions, which was John Labeda for me. <laughs> um, my first year as an AD at Carlsbad, I think I had him on speed dial. And I said, thank you so much. I'm sorry, but because um, you want to do things right, you know, because again, it's affecting kids. So, you know, for me, I think everybody that you meet, you can take something positive from that um, and add it to your arsenal. You uh, um, talked about your move from Carlsbad to uh, modern day. Um, you've also uh, started something uh, quite unique this year uh, that not only is impacting, you know, athletic directors in your state, but nationwide. Tell our listeners a little bit about the National Athletic Directors Resource Network and, and how it came to be and, and where you see it going in the next uh, months and years. You know, it's interesting because um, as it, when I was a new AD, you look for resources, you know, and, and you try to find places you can learn things. And, um, and it was always hard for me to find that. Like you could find a little bit here and a little bit there, but nobody really talked to anybody. Um, so when all of this happened in March, um, my buddy Ira Childress from Florida, Gulliver Prep in Florida, reached out to me. We had kind of been in contact via LinkedIn, which is funny because we both are on there just actively looking for things that can help our kids. And so he reached out and said, hey, what are your thoughts if we just started like a call or something? And I'm like, I think that sounds great. And I think the biggest thing for us um, is we didn't want it to be money at all, ever. We wanted it to be all about information. We wanted it to be all about helping as many different ways as we can. And I think, you know, short term, it's been a lot of the COVID stuff. How do we plan? How do we prep? What are different states doing? Which has been interesting for me to hear the differences in every state, right? And uh, the jealousies that I have on some of the states that are opening. Um, but it's been really interesting and, it, and it's been inspiring with all of the ADs. They're as passionate as we are. You know, and I think that's incredible, like to have all of these ADs as passionate as we are across the nation on this call, like it, it makes me feel good about the hands, the, you know, who are leading our young people. Like, and for me, that's incredible, like that feeling. And then longevity wise, we would like to continue to where it's like, if you're a new AD, we'll have you on this day and we'll talk about everything you need to know. And if you're an, an experienced AD, what do we need to know? What are the hot topics of the day? What's coming up with North, you know, the NCAA? What can we do to help get our kids into colleges and, and bridge some of those gaps? Um, so, I mean, longevity wise, we're looking to go as long as people want us to go. Um, cause it's just been so great. It really has. Well, I've been able to, uh, you know, I don't want to say beyond, I've been able to watch and observe, uh, you know, a number of your shows and they are great. I, I think, you know, the network component, 
you know, letting those young ADs or those veteran ADs know that, you know, there's others out there like them. And then the, the information, the resources that you provide, you know, it's, it's just been great. Um, you mentioned COVID. Let's go ahead and talk about it a little bit. Um, I know you were at Carlsbad this past spring. So I've got kind of a two-part question. Uh, what were some of the things that you did um, at Carlsbad when COVID first hit uh, for your kids, your coaches, your community? And then now, you know, you're at a new school and we're looking nationally at trying to restart sports. What's going on right now in your part of California regarding uh, starting up again? You know, um, at Carlsbad, we, I tried to do a lot of mental health stuff because I think that's what worries me the most, you know? So I sent out surveys, how are you doing type surveys, um, you know, and it was hard because, you know, social media posts and positive social media posts and reminding coaches to get in contact with their kids. Like, just because we're all shut down doesn't mean that you can't reach out and just say, are you okay? You know, and, and me reaching out to my coaches almost every other day saying, hey, just checking in, making sure you're okay. Um, because like, you know, as well, not everybody's doing okay, you know, and, and it's okay to not be okay. And I think some of them needed to hear that, you know, and, and especially some of the kids. So I know for as far as Carlsbad goes, um, that was kind of the direction I was in down there, which was really good. And then Sam Eshelman took over for me, who's now their new AD, who is our basketball coach. So he's, he's doing great. Um, I told him anything he needs, he can call me for sure. Uh, and then modern day, I get here my first day and kids are in summer camps. I was so excited. I was like, they're having a great time, like happy kids. And, and then obviously they shut us down. Um, but I will tell you this, I, I am so extremely impressed with the people that work here and the protocols we had in place. I mean, we had over 700 athletes in summer camps. I mean, that's incredible and not a lot of issues, like really next to none. So, I mean, I think that if you do it the right way, good things can happen to get these kids back out there. Um, I know in California, it's going to go by county. So if, you know, we have under a certain percentage, then we can start reopening again. Um, they shut Orange County down. We went backwards a little. Um, and so until we start moving forward again, um, we're kind of shut down again at this point. So I know from a Catholic school perspective, we've tried to, you know, we're trying to get a waiver so that we can get kids back to school, but we have the luxury of having class sizes of 12 to 15, where we could social distance and we could have them do hand sanitizer and wearing masks. And, you know, so we're, we're very lucky with what we have, um, but we're also utilizing what the health department is saying. Like in order to get back to school, you need to do A, B, C, and D. Um, and we're checking those boxes. And our admin has done an amazing job at getting, you know, this hybrid system where kids would be on campus for half the day. And then, I mean, I want to have that schedule when I was in high school. Like, exactly. so, you know what I mean? Like, so, I, I mean, they've done such a hard, they've done such an amazing job and a lot of hard work on it that I'm hoping they allow us the opportunity to maybe even be a pilot for out here to say, look, here's how you can open and here's how you do it. So that's kind of what we're hoping. And, and modern day tends to like to, you know, make, make pretty big statements when they come to certain things. Um, we have a fantastic sports program. And I think this just catapults us into the, okay, they're really thinking outside the box, like how to get these kids back to school. And so I'm hoping like they pushed our start. We were supposed to start August 10th for school. Now we're not starting until August 31st. So because we pushed it a little, I'm hoping they'll approve our waiver so we can start that way August 31st. I'm hoping. Well, I mean, it's that old expression, leaders lead. Uh, sounds like you're definitely doing that. 
What's been the response from the the kids, your student athletes, the coaches, and, and the parents to you know what's happened so far and the plan moving forward? You know, I think that um, the parents were very excited, like to start camps and get kids out there. And then I think they were very upset when everything got shut down. Um, but I also think they realize that, you know, we're taking direction from, from people bigger than us, you know, and, and I think ultimately it's about kids safety. We want to make sure kids are safe and people are doing it the right way. And is everybody doing it the right way? No, they're not. Like I, I took my kids to the beach, you know, Newport beach. And I'm like, I get there. No one's wearing masks. Everybody's walking around. Like it's nothing new. And I looked at both kids and I said, masks on and get right in the water. Do not talk to anyone. Do not stop. Like, so if everybody's not going to, and I get some people are adamant, they don't want to do it. Right. But ultimately, if we want to get back to school and kids back to sports, we have to make sure we're safe and safe is different for a lot of people, you know? Um, so I think we're doing it the right way. I'm hoping other people will start to see they've got to do it the right way or we don't open. Yeah. We've been talking about the variety of responses nationwide. Um, you know, I, I was sharing with another AD just the other day, you have two states, uh, not California, not Florida, but two different states. They're adjacent to each other. Pretty good sized states. Uh, both have major population centers, both have rural schools, and they're approaching it completely opposite uh, ways. And they cite their own state sports medicine committee as why they're doing what they're doing. You know, this state's opening without changes. This state's delaying till January. So uh, uh, what we've seen is there really isn't an accepted best practice that we can all get in line. You kind of just have to look at what's best for your own kids. Agreed. You know, and I think a lot of it is, you know, when it, when all of this starts turning political, then it just gets mushy, right? So I think that everybody's kind of have to figure out what works for their area. You know, our area is different than some of the other areas in California. Um, and, and in same in Florida, right? So some of your areas are gonna be different. Some people are ready to open and some aren't. Um, I think it's hard because you get people that kind of go rogue, right? If you don't have a, an exact direction, people kind of do whatever they want. And so I feel like that's kind of a lot of the places in our country right now because they don't know what they're doing and they're kind of just going rogue with it. <laughs> so, you know, and I think that's one of the things about the national AD call is the more people we can get on, the more we can help say, hey, look, like, this is what we're doing in California. That's what you're doing in Florida. Here's some ideas to take back so that no one's going rogue, so that we actually do have a solid plan. All right. No, great point. Um, this past spring, um, in addition to COVID, okay, we saw uh, an increased awareness, um, hopefully, in uh, the area of social issues, social justice. Um, what are some things, from your opinion, what are some things that we can do as athletic directors at our own schools to do a better job in addressing these uh, and, and making sure that they're being uh, heard? You know, I think that, especially as the leaders of athletics, you know, the cool part about athletics is we don't really see color. You know, we have every nationality, race, everything in athletics, which is great. Uh, I think that sometimes you have people who have views that they've had for years and years, you know, and it's hard for them to see outside the box and to say, oh, I didn't think of it that way. And I think a lot of it's going to be getting some guest speakers to come in, getting some, you know, some, some stuff with your, with your teachers and your admin um, and hope some of them to say, okay, I get you're used to here. I just want you to think outside a little. 
you know? And I think sometimes that's all it takes is for them to say, wow, yeah, I didn't really look at it that way, you know? And that's, what's been great about uh, modern day for me is that they're all about it. They're like, they've embraced it. They're talking about it. And it's not a, it's not a comfortable conversation. A lot of people um, are very uncomfortable about having the conversation. They don't want to say the wrong thing. They don't want to upset someone. They don't want to irritate somebody. Um, but I think that you have to be able to talk um, as a community and as a school, and especially with your student athletes, they have to know they're feeling heard and you have to be able to let them say what they need to say and understand there's ways to do it and ways not to do it. But again, I think, you know, it's that thinking outside the box and realizing that, okay, maybe I, you know, maybe cause it's not just affecting me that I need to stop and listen and see who it's really affecting. Because ultimately we're all in this job for kids. And if kids are hurt by it, we need to address it and take a look. Uh, good stuff. appreciate you sharing. Uh, let's shift gears a little bit. Um, what are some of your favorite parts about being an athletic director? What gets you excited each morning to uh, get up and come to work? Um, wow. Okay. Games, which we're not having right now. <laughs> uh, I am the crazy AD that like stands at the end zone of where we're going to score and will be cheering us there or yep. basketball or tennis, whatever, wherever I'm at. Um, I just love all of them. Like, and I love seeing kids happy. And I think for me, that makes all of the hard work and all the planning and all the parent complaints and all the phone calls. And it makes all of it worth it when you see someone accomplish something they didn't know they could do. Like that is a facial expression you don't get out of your head. So for me, that's why. You don't get those opportunities in uh, other professions. So it's kind of right. unique to teaching and coaching. Um, I'm going to put you on the spot here a little bit. I know you've only been on your current assignment for about a month now. Um, <laughs> what's one thing that you've uh, noticed about, uh, you know, modern day athletic department, et cetera, that they're doing a really good job right now, but you think that they can do better? Um, is there something <laughs> that you, is there something you've identified that uh, you uh, want to see taken to the next level? Wow, that's really hard. I mean, our football team's ranked second in the country right now, like basketball's second. Um, you know, I, I honestly, I think personally, I need to take a step back and learn from a lot of these people because they've been here a long time. We have basketball coaches that have been here 20 years, football coaches have been here 30 years. So yeah, I, I haven't, I haven't, I've been very impressed with the professionalism, how good their sports are across the board. Like any sport you play, they're, they're pretty good. So <laughs> I, I haven't, and I'm not really looking, I'm actually enjoying my, everything looks great right now moment. Um, I'm sure things will come up, but I'm excited to meet the parents and the alumni. And that's the fun piece, right? Mm -hmm. The football games when you have thousands of people on the sidelines, if that ever happens. Um, those are the things that I'm excited for. Well, I mean, that, that sounds like a very wise approach. Uh, here's, here's some free advice that it sounds like you don't need. Uh, I think the best thing that I did when I came to McClay, um, starting my fifth year now, and, and again, very blessed McClay's, you know, kind of, uh, one of the private schools in Florida. Um, I just met with every single head coach one-on-one, -on -one, uh, that first, those first couple of weeks. And I just said, you know, how can I make your job more fun? You know, what can I do so that you can get, uh, you know, more out of your coaching experience? And uh, they, they, I think they really appreciate it. Well, I know they did because they told me later that uh, 
They, nobody had ever done that before. So, so well, and it's a personal thing, right? You're bringing yeah. it to a person, like you, you care. Yeah. You care that they're doing well and you care that, you know, and that, that says a lot. Well, again, you, you learn from the mistakes that you make. Yeah. <laughs> For sure. For sure. Well, um, Amanda, this has just been wonderful. Uh, uh, we could go on for a long time, but uh, I know you've got things to do. We always like to end with what we call the athletic director's toolbox. Um, you're an experienced AD. You know, you're in charge of an elite program. And now your job is to send out uh, a brand new AD on their very first job. But I'm only going to let you put three items in their toolbox. What is going to go into Amanda Waters' athletic director toolbox? Wow. Okay. Um, my toolbox. Communication. Number one, have to be a good, have to communicate with everybody. Meet with everybody, communicate with everybody. So that would be a checklist of all of communications and who to, who to talk to. Um, the second would be... The second would be how to do things, how to do all of it, how to schedule officials, how to schedule buses. And that would be a kind of a how-to. So communicate, how-to. And my third one um, is coaches' relationships. Here are your coaches. Here are their cell phone numbers. Talk to them. Find out how they're doing. Get to know them. So a lot of it for me is building relationships, if you couldn't tell. <laughs> so I think those three things. And you have to be a grinder. You know, so on the top of it, all three of them has to say, you're going to be working a lot. You're going to grind, but if you do, it'll be worth it. Oh, absolutely. You got to embrace that grind, right? <laughs> Without a doubt. Okay. Well, Amanda Waters, thank you so much uh, for being on the podcast today. Some great information. Appreciate you sharing. Thank you so much for having me. To our listeners, thanks as always for uh, tuning in. Come back again next time for another edition of the Educational AD. Thanks again for listening. Remember, these episodes are also being uploaded to the Educational AD YouTube channel. That's Educate, Ath, D-I-R, and F-I-A-A on YouTube. Thanks again for listening.